Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. This is uh, Eric. This is Jeremy. And here we are in the uh, newly revised basement. The still revised basement. New, stilly, still, still stilly revised basement. Newish. It's the newish year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still kind of newish. The 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 uh, the chrome I moved. is still kind I of. I moved. I'm no longer sitting next to Eric. You. <laughs> <laughs> the Glad con- we got that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, the configuration just wasn't working. I I felt overpowered and. I think our feet touched once close. last yeah, week yeah. too. It was that just was, like it, it was a that one moment. Do you remember that? I do. I liked show, it. Folks? That's what made me kind of. You but know, it was scared. like a, it was like a three minute silence. Yeah. Yeah. We, we cut we that were, out. We had to go off mic yeah. for, uh, and <clears throat> but we dealt with it, and now yeah. and so we're, now we're, we're back to the desk. We're we're as far apart as possibly can. I'm on the opposite corner of the room as Eric. I can barely see Eric, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm watching him because it's so far. There's like a there's like a, a cat pee haze down here. <laughs> we have a webcam. Both <laughs> oh, we have to look at each other through the webcam. We we can't make actual eye contact. We can make <laughs> we can make web video cam, eye contact. contact. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. That's the basement update. So thanks for listening. All right. Well, next week we'll be talking about <laughs> the cakes. rest of our dogs, dolls, cakes. Ooh, cakes and cups and cakes, cups and cakes. Um, right before we got onto the mic here, you were talking about uh, Night of the Living Dead. I was. You were. Let's let's have that conversation once again. Oh my gosh! Can... <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I said something about well, there were zombies in it, weren't let's, there? Let's let's take Living it back. Dead. Yes. Let's take it back a step. I've I've mentioned Night of the Living Dead many times in this podcast. I'm sure, or at least I've mentioned that movie many times within. There are uh, three our posters. On the wall right now at this particular moment. Three or four? Just two. What's the other one? There's a lot of posters. There's What's Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Evil Dead. There's Evil a there's de- a clock, for heaven's sakes, a zombie clock. Evil Dead is not part of the cycle. And well, whatever. You are a little bit okay. obsessed with zombies. Let's, oh, let's suffice movies. it to say. Suffolk. Suffice to suffice say. Suffice to say. So anyways. Uh, suffice to say there, hey. You had not seen any... Well, you you said you had seen Evil Dead 2 and you didn't get it or didn't like it or... Uh, the, the one with the with the with with Bruce and yeah. then his hand yeah. and then the... He cuts his hand chainsaw, off and then his hand is like the, running around. The, look, I, okay, that's Maybe fine. I actually watched it again. I don't, I don't even remember the circumstances under which I was influenced. Uh, it's widely recognized as a cult classic. And if you don't get it, it's you. Not I like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I like Time <laughs> Bandits. Sure, those are considered. I like uh, the Monty Python. Every one of them. I like mm-hmm. the uh, Meaning of Life. My gosh, one of my probably my favorite movie. I like everything. Ever wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to ask. By Woody Woody Herman, Woody Allen, Woody Sermon. You know what? I don't think I've ever actually seen an entire Woody Allen movie from start to finish. They're they're kind of weird. I mean, they're funny, but he's got a really weird sense of humor, right? Um, but there, that would be a really good one if you want to watch one. There's some scenes in there that I was, I would, I would watch. It. I would go and buy that movie. I, I mean, I probably I like should because there's some scenes that are really stupid, but there are a couple of scenes that I just roll around on the floor laughing. I think the problem is, is thinking about them. The problem is, is my parents would rent those movies when I was like eight or nine or ten years old, and I don't know. I mean. Not having the ability to digest the content within those movies, I don't think they're designed for an eight or a nine or a ten year old no. boy. No. And so when it'd be like, "Oh, we got a movie! Yay! What movie did you get? Oh, it's a Woody Allen movie!" Like, oh, that that nervous Jewish guy, fantastic! Oh, what I I gotta go. I well, have you seen Ants? Is Mia Farrow? Ants in this is one? basically. Oh, but I'm 
Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. 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 I've, Ants I've is basically yeah. a Woody yeah. Allen movie because I mean right. he he derives that character with his right. normal persona, sure. which he infuses into just about every one of his movies. Well, I probably. I mean, oh, I I want to. I have to be myself, but I and he's actually he even makes fun of it because he's on the and he does it in almost every movie where he sits, he lays on the on the psychiatric oh, the couch. couch, and he's like, oh, doctor, I I got all these nervous things and i can't straighten them out i don't know what to do what should i do about it blah 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 you know and it I, goes from there whatever. i guess if i want to consider myself a film quote-unquote buff i should probably see at least two of his movies everything everyone know about sex is True. very funny put it on your put it on your yeah. queue and now uh, we can talk about it. there's yeah, there's yeah. i mean i would love to describe a scene right now because it's one of the most hilarious scenes in any movie i've ever seen I, I'll, I'll, there's actually two scenes there's one there's another one that's very funny. Jay. There's actually three now I'm thinking of it. <laughs> the uh, whole movie is just funny. No, there's one that's kind of weird. There's this giant boob that rolls around the countryside that is kind of... It's like Katamari with boobs. It's kind of weird. But what the hell's Katamari? Katamari's a... a uh, that's that's very nice. That's What, my foot? Yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm comfortable. All right, fine, whatever. Um, You don't like staring at my katamari foot? Katamari <laughs> is, a, is a video game that I've actually... Uh, oh, beautiful Katamari. There's a couple of them. There's yeah, yeah. we love Katamari. Okay, and but I just call it Katamari. Okay, I've never actually played them, but okay. they 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 have this appeal to me that I really want to. But they're really expensive for some of these, and they hold their value. Like for the PS2, they're still like twenty five bucks or thirty bucks. I'm like oh. Jesus, a PS2 game for thirty bucks? Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, you'd think that those PS2 games would be. But the 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 point of the game is like you're this ball, and you roll around mm-hmm. and you start. You, you start in the garden or whatever, and you roll up tomato plants and slugs and mm-hmm. whatever. And you get bigger, and you start rolling up sheep and ox or whatever. And then you start rolling down the road, and you pick up houses, and then you pick up buildings, and then you pick up cities, and then you pick up the earth and the universe and stars. And you get just – you're like the son of God or something, and you're doing this stuff. And so it, it's just – it seems like a really unique way to play a game. And so it, it reminds me of that one scene in, in – uh, because, like, the movie itself, everything everyone to know about sex is, like, in four or five separate little vignettes. Oh, okay. And so one of them is this boob one. You know what? It's weird that uh, that's the one that I don't like. Is the boob one? Yeah, and yet that's the only one I'm talking about here. But huh. uh, well, maybe, maybe it's because I, was, I, I haven't really seen it and I don't remember what it was about. Must but have made an impression on you. It, it, yeah, well, I just remember a huge boob rolling around. Anyways, um, <laughs> well, who could yeah, you that? should probably watch a, a Woody Allen movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. That's that's on my to-do list. Uh, write it down. Maybe, maybe, maybe by this time next week, I will have actually seen. I would I would recommend for sure everything you ever wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to ask. Okay. If you are a, a, a Woody Allen virgin and, and you'd like to get a little Woody in you. <laughs> I'm like a pseudo virgin. Like I think I've seen. You've had a Woody in you. I think I've I've had like a, a like a little like. You're a my favorite deputy. I've had a little bit of Woody in me each uh, each film. A little bit of Woody, because I've seen like ten minutes of every movie, just enough to be like, hey, I'm gonna go play with Legos now. <laughs> so, oh, at nine years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, again, yeah. In my adult life or even teenage life, I don't think I've ever seen a complete from the start to the finish, other than Ants, which I don't know if you can consider a Woody Allen film. He, we've already talked about All right, it. Anyways, how do we get to Woody Living Allen? Dead? How do we get to Woody the, the movies? Uh, Living movies Dead and Woody. Um, what movies you should see? What movies haven't you seen? I don't. I don't know. Um. All right. Well, so you saw. Uh, 
Night of the Living Dead. You saw that on what PBS? PBS, yeah. Director's actually, and I didn't see the whole thing. No, it was I. I was. It was late at night. Oh, it was actually. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Doctor Who, but they used to play it every Saturday night at like nine o'clock, and they haven't mm-hmm. been doing it a lot. So, and then after Doctor Who, there was usually uh, what was called Director's Cut. Yep. Which was a pretty cool show. It was about uh, locally made. Well, not maybe not locally, but at least Wisconsin. Oh. Or they would stick to the Midwest. Pretty okay. much. They would try to hit Madison. They would try to hit Wisconsin. But there's, you know, how many independent films are made? Yeah. So, you know. I wonder would, why we never made it to Director's Cut. Or- you know, I bet if you submit it. Uh, I think because it's usually pretty uh, up to date. Yeah. So it's like 10, 2010. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. I bet if you submitted it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if. Surprised we didn't. If you if I don't think the show was on oh. when I mean when was that movie made like 2007 Yeah I I don't think it was on then Anyways you you could submit it though Yeah There's no reason you couldn't Um Anyways Anyways uh I would watch that because that's really interesting to me you know mm-hmm. that they that there's these these local filmmakers and it, it, there's a lot of documentaries mm-hmm. that are made um and some of them are not even as good as the Cork and Bottle String Man movie uh and I'm not saying that just so that you'll give me a free signed copy of it. I, I honestly <laughs> believe that. Um, but I, so I had the TV on and I went over to PBS because it was Saturday night. And that's usually when Doctor Who and Director Scott is on. There was nothing on, but it turned out to be, you know, halfway through this movie. Oh, and halfway through. Halfway through. Yeah, it was like right. I picked it up right when like the the black guy and the white guy were kind of fighting oh you know? yeah why so i missed some good bits well i don't know were there I, some tits uh, no there's some not. there's some butt there is you know some what butt. It, it wasn't there's on pbs I, I take that back it was on rtv what the hell's rtv it's a uh, retro television what's that it's a it's a it's a uh, it must be an hd channel maybe but i it's like number 273 or something 2703 Maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's so yeah, that's one of those HD side. So it's like R, oh, it's like cool. RTV, re- retro television. What are they showing retro television? Like, like oh my god, old Cars, movies? Squad Fifty One, and oh. yeah, all this crazy old stuff. But not good, not like Dukes of Hazard, not the Smurfs. <laughs> oh my god, it's all this crazy sh- crap that probably like, stuff never, that never got past like the first three episodes. Or probably something. stuff that's super cheap to to, right, to right. syndicate, Rebrod- like, like and it's a lot of these 51. movies that are like. And then, and then the like, there's these guys that like it's kind of like Elvira. Mm-hmm. There's this oh, guy that sure. dresses up in a Wolfman costume. Oh, man, that's awesome. And and like they put these. So there was there was a woman. We could must, shoot that from this basement. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> we could we could do like the mystery science theater oh, guys. Oh, that'd be awesome. Anyways. Oh, we'd have a blast, dude. Come on. And Is I mean, <laughs> that's what I used to do for a living. I swear to God, every I'd just go and crash parties and sit in front of the television and just like. Like these people, I wouldn't even know them, and I would just sit there in their house and like do commentary on the TV that they were watching, and they would just be busting up behind me. I mean, how many people do you think on a Saturday evening are watching Night of the Living Dead on retro television on HD channel twenty seven oh three? One. <laughs> I think it's I think it's you and about two other guys that are really baked. I think, uh, dude, I heard this movie is great. I think uh, there's some advertising out. possibility for the monkey. Right oh there. my god. Did you see that? No, but the, that there was zombie just ate a bug. <laughs> Dude, he's got that. Oh my! Oh, oh. That zombie is so How naked. Is that torch staying lit? Look at the way he's look swinging at, that at, thing around, that's man. Impossible. There's no way. That's got to be kerosene. Where did he get kerosene from? He's a mage. Think about it's it. It's Raceland, <laughs> man. That's Raceland. Raceland. I don't know what that is. Raslin. Ras. Ras. 
Rastlin, what's his name? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a video game? No, it's uh, from the Dragon Tales. Dragonlance? Remember Dragonlance? The Tales of the Two Winner and Tales yep. of the Brothers. Wasn't you that a, read? That's a book Tracy, series, Tracy Hickman and, and, yeah, Margaret Weiss. The whole Dragonlance thing? Yeah, no. but the first three, the very first three. Did you the read The red, those? the green, the blue. Oh, yeah. I, and then I got into the next ones and the next. Oh, I read all. I used to have them. I think I might still have them. Dragon, okay, so. No. I love the first three, the blue, the red, and the green. Let's stop there for a second. Dragonlance to me has been, and I know we're tangenting wildly out of control, but that's okay. Dragonlance to me has always been a mystery because it sounds so close to Dungeons and Dragons. And so to me, anytime I think of Dragonlance, I think of like an advanced RPG version of Dungeons and Dragons that also had like a book spinoff. But I think that's completely wrong based on what you're telling me. Yeah, it is. Because these were just books that were actually based on... The, the character races, the character profiles mm-hmm. of uh, dwarf, magic user, sure. um, uh, fighter, ranger, thief, that that uh, Gygax, whatever the hell is, Gary Gygax, who came up with the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he made up these races, or yeah. not the races so much, but yeah, you know, the races in addition to, like the elf and the... Well, actually, now it all goes back to Tolkien, but right. um, he made up the, the character classes... For Dungeons and Dragons. For Dungeons and Dragons, and but I then, think the the I think Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss lifted that idea and made Dragonlance and made Dragonlance, Dragonlance out is, of it because Raceland was like the the he was like the real and and he had a brother who was like the the strong he was the fighter and he always protected Raceland because Raceland was a delicate little boy and was always sickly but then he turned out to be this super powerful mage because he studied all the time but then he he turned a little bit to the dark side did he start off with like three hit points probably (laughs) yeah and and his brother brawny probably started out with 18 and every every uh every year you know brawny got 18 more 18 more meanwhile raceland i only got two this year (laughs) i got one i got 18 magic points but one more hit point i'll protect you don't worry about it Lou Ferrigno here. Get in my bag of holding. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so up on my shoulders. It's bigger in here than it is on the outside. Just climb under my armpit. My big muscles will protect you. So, are, I mean, are the Dragonlance books, are they good? I would say it's been at least 25 years since I've read them. And have, is that possible? When were they written? 20 years? I don't know. I, it's been a Dungeons long time. Dungeons and Dragons is That's been least, 72. Yeah, that was yeah. a long time. So... No, I don't think Dragonlance was... I think I read them when they were fairly new, and I was probably about 15. So, yeah, 25 years is not too far off the mark, probably. So, 25 but years But then ago. they went... But haven't and they... And there was a dwarf. There was a dwarf. And, I mean, they they had adventures, you know? that's And I was like, oh, my God, this is like... this is Because like, I used to play D&D. Yeah, well, I played... And I was like, oh, D&D. this is my my wet dream ver- game of AD of you know right. AD&D if right. if i could like play this game of D&D what AD&D, you're reading is like the ultimate yeah, game like, that you like could play like like you you have like all of your best friends and your best friends include like uh, you know uh Rudy Rucker <laughs> and <laughs> you know like all your heroes and all these really cool people and there's like flowing wine and like a big hookah full of fresh emerald crusted 20 sided oh my god and you're just like (laughs) okay and yeah yeah you have all the you have little platinum (laughs) things and yeah and your sheets are made of gold yeah and so you're reading this book like oh yeah this is what it could be like and then then you go into somebody's basement you sit there and you're like no 
I didn't do that. <laughs> okay, you have... You what have, do you mean I fell down the trap? I rolled a 16. You only have 20 more pounds, and there's 48 pounds of gold. Where You have to put 18 pounds on your right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I ne- Yeah, you know, I never really got that. Oh, I'm going to write in. a spell called Bag of Holding... Uh, I never got that deep into uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't either. That's and I when, when I was with somebody that did, I was like, oh, I gotta yeah. go to the bathroom. No thanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, they have continued. Is your, is your sister in her room? Can I go and? <laughs> yeah, maybe I better I, go check. I better she... go visit her. <laughs> I'll protect you. <laughs> but I only have four hit points. <laughs> oh, I'll oh, get them all. Don't you worry about that? <laughs> I'll hit all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but they but now they've been those are touch points <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> but they've been writing uh dragon lance books for for all 25 years i mean couldn't i go to the bookstore today and probably oh buy yeah uh, new ones i don't know new dragon lance book i know i i kind of got into the writing style of tracy hickman because she wrote a couple of others uh she's a good writer mm-hmm. or maybe it was margaret weiss i don't know those are the those are those two women collaborated on the dragon lance series okay and I like their seller writing. I read a couple of the other books, but then it just kind of, it just, it overwhelmed me when like the dwarf went off and had like a 40 book spin off. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I just, I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. I, 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 I did this with, I did that with the doctor who books though. I don't know if I ever told you that. You read them all, didn't you? I read most of them. And I swear to God, there was a guy, um, Paul Blummel. I don't know if I've, ever, I've never, I've never said that particular name on this podcast before, but uh, the last time I, I looked him up, he, I think he's working over at uh, Virant, okay, which is uh, right next to MATC, and they're making um, gasoline out of uh, um, crops. They're they're growing things, and then, but not ethanol. They're making true gasoline out of it. Uh, anyways, really smart guy. Uh, somehow I crossed paths with him in high school for some reason, and we had this fantastic idea. We were both Doctor Who fans, and we were gonna buy all the Doctor Who books. Yeah. And so we just we started buying Doctor Who books. So with every spare bit of change we had, I think I worked at McDonald's at the time, and uh, amassed hundreds, hundred and fifty. Did you of read them, all of those? books? Oh my god, I read each of them about three or four times. Yeah. And do you think I remember anything? Mm, hardly at all point is what <laughs> this was our great idea right we were gonna we were gonna be entrepreneurs we were gonna rent the doctor who books out to other people to read <laughs> because because once people knew how good these doctor who books were they were gonna keep coming back they were more. gonna want to read every single one of them and they would be like you have all of them? oh my god well, you join your club do you we- have the seventh john pertwee book <laughs> do you have do you have the 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 Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> do you have the Sea Demons? Oh my do you God. have the Do you have the Suntaran experiment? Another dollar. Oh, can you put it on my tab? How many rentals uh, did you end up with? Zero. <laughs> I yeah. do remember, like, going to your house and and big shelf in the basement with just yeah. Hundreds, can you imagine if I still had those? Though? That'd be pretty sweet. What I, happened to him? Did you throw them out? Don't no. I probably donated. I was like, come on, really? Yeah. Wow. What? I mean, it was a failed... What did I do with my computer? I gave it to you, and look what you did with it. You went to the moon. <laughs> All I did with it, it sunk me to the bottom of the ocean. 
So I decided to get rid of it, and I floated up to the top again. So what you're telling me is there's some guy out there just made a mint <laughs> renting out Doctor Who books. Some guy in Illinois who drove up to Menominee Falls is like, I don't know, there's some sucker in Menominee Falls that sold me all his books. I'll rent it to you for two bucks. Probably. <laughs> there's pro- They're out there somewhere because I think I wrote in the front... On the front jacket of every one of them, property of Eric Sanish. Nice. So, <laughs> folks, if there you go. Yeah, look, look in the old used bookstores. There must be there's there's two hundred of them out there. So, <laughs> if, if you, you if you bought a hundred and fifty of them, chances are there's a really every good time chance. you go to a used bookstore, if you look in the front jacket, if you ever do that, if you ever go to, because that's a fun thing to do. I mean, sure. I like you know, yeah, and you always look for certain books. I always look for Rudy Rucker books. I always look for Kurt Vonnegut books. Uh-huh. Um. I always look for Dragonlance books. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Got to see what that dwarf's up to. <laughs> I always look for the Operation game. I'm just kidding there, too. It's fun, but, you know, <laughs> your apple strudel didn't go down very well. I, but, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking for Operation at a used bookstore, but that's cool. I was rolling with it. Um, yeah, I and and I'm always looking for the Doctor Who books, you know, just just, just to see if your you somehow your book got cycled up to a. Actually, I don't, but maybe bookstore. I will start. <laughs> I think you should start just to see. It's a pretty where good chance that you know. I mean, if you had all of those books, I had a lot of them. You I know, did. I don't know. I tried to do that with dollar bills, but see, I got like really anal retentive about it. So I'd be like, all right, every dollar bill I ever come across, I only did this for like a week. I'm gonna write a J and a G on the top left hand corner. So I did that, and I was like, huh, what if there's like a Jerry Gunther out there, and he does the same thing? I better put some sunglasses on Washington. Well, sure. But then I got like kind of crazy. I was like, well, what if there's a JG who puts sun- I better make his hair. And then so by the time I was done, I had this dollar bill that was just like completely done up and, and crazy and totally defaced. What, do you got one? And do I decided- you have, Do you have a Sharpie? I, I do. So anyways, yeah. I decided- that I was going to do that to every single dollar bill that I ever came across. And I did it on about three, and then I gave up. I don't have a dollar bill. Oh, well, there's I a thought I, I thought I had one. What, were you going to like have me do the drawing? No, no, no. I, oh. There's there's something funny you can do with a dollar bill. Oh, what's that? Can you describe it? I have a 20. That's all I have, too, for God's sakes. Oh. I have a whole bunch of them. No, it's, uh, it's something you do with a one. What you do is, okay, you turn it over, uh-huh. and on the back it says one really big. Uh-huh. One. Yeah. So the before the O, you put a big B, mm-hmm. and after the E, you put a big R. Mm-hmm. So it's a boner. <laughs> boner. Nice. <laughs> but there's also the um, the Where's George? Yeah, and I tried. I, I yeah, and I did that for a little while too. And I actually I, have an could... account because I have a store. Hello. I have a. St- and I've gotten yeah. a dozen of them back. No, not back. Oh. But I've traced them, and it's kind of. And then I'll put in. Oh. Yeah. Type in the serial number. Here it is, and it's kind of fun, you know. Because I, I get I get tens, I get fives. They started know? doing like a Where's George stamper, so they like right, right. stamp but on there. It's still kind of cool. Oh, it kind of, I mean, you look at it, it's like, oh my god, the last person that checked this thing was in was Maryland. in Oregon. Yeah, it's yeah. like holy crap, you know. What and then you look at the date, and it's like three days ago. Yeah. What the? How did this wow. dollar get from Oregon to here in three days? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It, it's really amazing. But that's I mean, time. That would okay. That was actually at some point. That was, I think, the, I don't know if you brought it up, but I think it was up on this podcast and under discussion at some point to be, to make like a documentary or a, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. follow yeah, yeah. the life of a dollar bill. And you could like, hi, I'm the dollar bill, you know, and I 
yeah started out here and i went and then like tell the tell the story of of what happened i mean you could do some really crazy stuff because who knows what really happens now you could certainly work a strip club in there yeah you know some cocaine getting yeah. snort some cocaine through there uh and and you could start from the factory you could start with the ink and the paper and well I, that would it, be, it be your, a lot that, of fun. that would be your intro credits the production of this dollar bill the whole assembly i mean i don't know what goes into creating a dollar mm-hmm. bill but there must be a factory somewhere Do in this a little country research on it yeah that makes that cranks out dollar like bills. where the ink is mined and so that whole thing is your intro credits and yeah. then this dollar gets put into circulation somebody goes to the bank and says hey i need to you know withdraw 18 dollars for whatever reason there he gets it and yep and then you start from yeah. there and then oh my gosh uh, but yeah it, it would be like four or five vignettes of this dollar bill and there would be a story i mean it wouldn't necessarily be exactly about the dollar but like the end of each vignette would be this dollar being yeah. passed to the next vignette star. And you could actually, what whatever. you could do is within those vignettes, my God, you could do a lot of social commentary, especially about the money system right now, capitalism, how it's disintegrating. Okay. Sure. I mean, it, like wave plus that dollar around. The stuff. fun thing you could do here is you could, you could, you could connect it all by like, you start out the beginning with the guy at the bank withdrawing his $18. And then he doesn't think too much out of it, buys a pizza, and then he's gone. The next five vignettes have nothing to do with him. The last vignette, the dollar is just at its last legs, and it has gone all over the United States, maybe mm-hmm. even made its way into Canada for a second or two, comes back to this guy. He's he's Maybe he's maybe he's sitting there, but he doesn't like, even realize it. Maybe he's like sitting there, like down and out. Yeah, he's like sitting there with he's a cup. spare changing, and somebody yeah. gives him a dollar, and he's like, "Oh, thanks, oh, man." Yeah. But like we and know then, as the audience blow. that this dollar, yeah. is like, and then like wow. Back. See now, sure, right there. That's kind of cool. You could. That's that's the kind of a movie that would be fun to see because you you go ahead and have that huge idea, and then you go backwards and like flesh that whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Then you can really get complicated with that fleshing it out, you know. And you write you write sub chapters. <laughs> you got to come up with some clever vignettes about how this. Sure, and that'd be like no problem. My God, you, can you imagine we sat and just brainstormed about that for a while? I mean, you, uh, the stripper one. Hello, you know he comes. He goes into the strip club. He's got the dollar in his pocket, and I mean you could but do a lot. There's got to be angles. some sort of like well, oh, the dollar be, bill. Okay, what's the dollar bill? Well, have no, I mean obviously you tip mm. the stripper with it, but. I mean, there's there should be like some clever dialogue or or, or back and forth between. You know what? I don't think four or five vignettes are going to do it. Customer and the stripper. I think it's got to be about fifty of them, because what what dollar bills only see the light of day, unless you want to unless you want to have it character driven. That's it would be it would be it would be character driven. It wouldn't. I mean, the dollar bill. This is the way that I imagine it: is I get the dollar bill from the bank, and then I have a story that lasts about fifteen twenty minutes. Wow! With the dollar bill in my back pocket, and it ends up with me doing something with this dollar oh. bill that passes it on to the next guy or girl who has his or her vignette. And maybe it centralizes it. Maybe, maybe it's all about, maybe it's some guy that just does a lot of Coke and this is his lucky Coke dollar. And you know, at the, by the time the end of the story is over, like he's out of money and, and then he, and then like a business is starting up down the road, and he no. goes to buy he goes to buy a newspaper to look for a job because he's out of money. Better yet, and, nope. and that little business just opened, and nope. that's their first dollar they made, nope. and they stick it on the nope. wall. No, nope. no, nope. yes, but no. He, he, I'm so confused. His drug dealer buddy, who's been like supplying them this whole time, is just like, I know you're out of money, and I know that dollar is the last thing you have, and I know that's the dollar bill that you always use for your blow. 
you give me that dollar bill, and I'm going to give you one more fix. And the guy is just so strong. I was like, and he gives up his, his lucky snorting dollar bill to the drug dealer. You know, whatever. It's kind of a power play. And then, yeah, eventually, sure, it ends up on the wall for and 20 then, years. And then as, all the things that happen yeah. in that in that store. And it could be the rise and fall of that whole store. Yeah, and then that story could be told in 20 minutes. Meanwhile, every now and then you flash back to the dollar bill sitting on the wall, and then finally well, the Well, yeah, some like, of the scenes would be like the customer yeah. and, the, and the shopkeeper talking, and it's like a like a zoom out, yeah. and there it is sitting There's there, the you know. And then finally... And then he, <laughs> you can even do like a little, uh, little CGI where like... You know, Washington's Ooh. eyes are kind of going. Ooh. Maybe that's how it ends. He ends up at the strip club because he, he's like liquidating the story. He's like, uh, he takes that dollar down. Ooh, I'm oh, oh gonna... no, 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 no! Better yet, nope, nope. That's not what he does. That's not what he does. He goes to the uh, gas station and buys one lottery ticket with his dollar. Oh, sweet! And, and then, then maybe he wins, maybe he loses, but that dollar goes to that. Piece. No, I think that. he wins. He wins a lot of money. So. He wins a lot of money. There's a lot of things you could do. That. Meanwhile, the dollar traverses. Actually, you know what you could do? He buys the he buys the ticket. You don't know what happens, but by the time you get to like the second to last or last vignette, some guy's reading a paper. Iowa man wins lottery, and it happens to that story happened to take place in Iowa. And we that, don't reveal his mean, name. Meanwhile, that dollar bill is in the guy's pocket. Right, he's reading the, the story, he's just or like, he bought that paper with that dollar. Something like that, right? Yeah, and you just like do all. I mean, little details. You know what? That like would be that. a really easy movie to make, actually, wouldn't you, you it? Need, it would take a lot of good writing. You need some people and some good writing, some very clever writing. I think, yeah, definitely. I'm an actor. I'll tell you what, I yeah. do. I do any character you want. I could do a 15-year-old girl. I could do an 80-year-old man. <laughs> I could do a llama. You get me drunk, I'll do just about anything you need me to do. Oh, damn. <laughs> just keep your feet away from my feet, all right? <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, Are you recording was, this? Is this on? This. What do you think, folks? Would you go and pay for a movie like that? Has that movie been done? Uh, right probably, in. folks. Right in. Probably. I, I can't imagine that I've come up. We've come up with an original as an original. Not anymore. Now somebody's gonna. Oh, hey, <gasps> do you hear about this? The dollar bill these movie. Crazy TFI guys in the Midwest. They don't know nothing because I came up with the dollar bill movie idea. Wait a minute. We laid it down on wax. We released it. Wax. Uh, we're in this new technology. We have tape now. So, folks, uh, if if this is not an original idea, or if you know of the movie that we're referencing here, be, uh, uh, email us at tfipodcast.com. Buck two. Buck two. Yeah. <laughs> the Buck return tooth. of John Candy. Buck tooth. Hey, everybody. I got pancakes and dollar bills. Tfipodcast.com. I'm sorry. I overtalked you there. No, it's okay. I should shut up. Yeah, there's I, I, a lot would, of things you could do with a dollar bill. I would be very curious if... if and that, then, see, that would leave it <clears throat> wide open for sequel, triquel, quadquel, because you could do a five, you could do a 10, a 20, right? Yeah, you know... The, you, could do a, you could do a Sacagawea. <laughs> yeah. It's Sacagawea. What the hell am I going to do with this goddamn thing that looks like Bing. a quarter, but it's not a quarter? Oh, thanks, Danny. Oh, this soda machine doesn't take this. <laughs> Whoops, I accidentally got it for change at the lunch counter. <laughs> um, the current trend these days, though, is book cycles. I mean, don't you think that this could, and rather than being a movie, don't you think it could be a book cycle? Oh, think about like, oh, like Harry Potter, like Harry Potter, or, oh, or uh, Hermina, my my staff is wilting. Or I know you don't have Quick, cable. Start rubbing it. <laughs> Maybe a genie will pop out of it. Have you seen all those movies? No, I haven't. I've I haven't seen, seen like one. I've seen half of the first one. I saw one. Uh, but that's not my point. I mean... Oh, Quidditch. You, you, Ow, Quidditch. You're, you're aware of, like, um, True Blood, 
vampire series? No. Okay. Well, that I have no idea what's That's going a on. very popular television show on Is that on the HBO. movies that the ladies all go to see? That's Twilight, but that's also another oh, popular book sakes. cycle. That's garbage. Um, Fred Saberhagen, man. The vampire tapes, the Dracula tapes, the Frankenstein papers, those were good. You should read those. Was it a book cycle? Yeah. Well, see, we could do because the, he he wrote. Um, you could do the dollar bill book cycle. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. Sure. Rather than a movie. Sure. And then this dollar bill could follow through the five magic treehouse. Yeah. It, it could be. Oh, like so I should. Oh, so are we get back to me and writing a book. I should write a book. Oh. Maybe we can make it into a movie after I write the book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what uh, books are easier to, or movies are easier to make out of books. Who's that guy? Who's the Jurassic Park guy? Uh, uh, William Taft. No, uh, he wrote the Terminal Man. I know Sphere. Uh, William Gibson. No, no uh, um, the the guy who writes. I know. I can't think of his name. I know I'm who he is. Completely uh, brain dead. Defoe. No. Willem Defoe wrote Jurassic no. Park. <laughs> uh, um, Crichton. Michael Crichton. Mike, Michael Crichton. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. What was my point? Uh, the book cycle. He doesn't write movies. He writes books. Right. What was what's the point of that? I don't even know. What um, I'm sorry. Because, I don't know why I brought that up. Because I I'm thinking about right. You should, you told me I should write a book. I should sit down and write one book. Yeah, but this was earlier. This was the ADD. Know, going back know. to the little, 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 little. folks. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think I have ADD? <laughs> this is Eric over here. This is on your left ear. This is Eric's. Oh my corner. God! When was the last time you cleared this out? That's dirty as hell. Damn. There's a lot of funk in this ear. Wow, it looks like there's a potato seed <laughs> taking root in the wax that's wedged in your ear. The doctor thinks Eric's ADD. What do you think, folks? Yeah. Email us at yeah. TFI at TFICast.com. Let us know. And, if, and if, you, if you diagnose me correctly, I will send you some of my earwax. Yum. No, I won't. I, I won't. I'll no, send that, you some, that actually, uh, so, I mean, something. We were talking about personalized picture. P- potential ADD, and I, and I asked him if he could write, sit down and write a book. Just as a test, because it seems like somebody with ADD couldn't and somebody who was hyper-focused could. But I'm not ADD, and I don't think I could sit down and write a book. So I don't know if it's really a valid point. Give me a pen right now. A-B-O-O-K. A book. I can write a book. You would get to A-B-O and be like, you know what? What? This is bullshit. (laughs) Let me tell you. The pilgrims came over here. Who invented this O anyways? You know, why aren't there more letters? (laughs) There's more sounds than these are letters. I, I brought that up. What? Right? I right. brought that up Which, tonight. What? When we were talking earlier. The, the pilgrims. Oh, the pilgrims. Yeah. I had forgot. I, I forgot. I've been, I've been racking my brain trying to remember what, why I was going off on the pilgrims. Why was I blaming the pilgrims? I had a very valid point for it. No. Yeah, I did. No. Huh. <laughs> I could tell you why you thought you had a valid point. What was it? I have to explain your, your, uh, your theory? I'm not. I'm not the one that archives them, dude. I'm just the one that wow. comes up with them. <laughs> you have a terrible memory. You can't possibly have ADD, or is that a symptom of ADD? Oh my God! Not maybe it's a diet. Maybe it's a. Is it a symptom or a cause? A cause. I wrote that. Remember, I wrote that the other a couple of weeks ago. Um, you theorize because the pilgrims came over on their boats, and then they came to America, and they saw property, and they said, "That's my property," and then they took that property. And throughout the centuries, well, the, the two centuries, two centuries, seven, yeah, two, two-ish centuries that we've been uh, here on this um, three country, three centuries, the pilgrims have been slowly doling out this land that they've had, and they've been giving it away and charging interest and all this sort of stuff. And, and here you are 300 years later. 
on land that was stolen from the Native Americans by the pilgrims for free, but you, you're paying... I think it was basically an elaborate way for you to complain about your mortgage. Yeah, probably. Because it, <laughs> it's I see a pilgrim's it fault that I got to pay interest on this mortgage. I, I think I think I was. Um, Why can't I just have this land? Thinking about myself as living on the East Coast, and then I would kind of feel that way because if if you, you if you think about it, if you live on the East Coast, I don't know people. If you live on the East Coast, let, let us know. But they they came over here and they were like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to take a hundred acres here, and it's." All I got to do is point a gun at the Indians and say, get off of my land. And I, and it's mine. Yeah. It's all mine. It's yeah. mine. And that was 300 years ago. And they have a couple of kids and they divvy it in half. And those mm-hmm. kids fight and a couple of them die. And there's like two or three of them left. Oh, divvy it up. So they each have 40 acres. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of them die, whatever. And there's each one of them has 20 acres. And eventually, if, even then if you. Boston buys. 60 of those acres. Right. Well, okay, and... but what's Boston at that point, right? I mean, if right. you're left after, after, after 10 generations, if you're left with three acres of land mm-hmm. in the downtown Boston area, that's probably worth $50 million, for God's sakes, right? And you just kind of, meh, that's just because my mom came over here. My, my dad came over here 200 years, 50 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, holy crap. But then again, it's the same thing all across the United States. Right. That's what makes the United States different than any other country because I don't think any other country has been settled quite that way with... No, nah, get out of here. Every every piece, every square inch of this world has been settled that way. Cavemen came out of their caves like, oh, this is mine. I will fight you. Testosterone battle. This is my territory. These are my women. And then... There's all. I mean, yeah. It, it, there was a point in this, and there was a point in history where this world was not owned. Oh, and right, of then course. there was, and then it slowly became owned. And those people that owned it were just powerful, probably strong, um, or probably were able to command an army, army uh, due to promises or intellect or. Mm, no, I, I think it is different though. Because and here's why, and you're it's gonna agree because it's gonna, more recent. You're gonna but, agree with me. Okay. Here is why. Shoot. You should read the book. This is a little bit of an aside, but this is a really good book. I have it. I give it to you. It's by Harry Turtledove. It's called The Land Between the Rivers. It gets. It's really good, but then it gets a little goofy and religious in the middle. But then it 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 turns out to be a really good book. Um. Anyways, and it didn't he write Lonesome Dove? No, I don't know. Uh, no, no, he's he's science fiction. No, that was Larry McMurtry. Anyways, go ahead. Um, the the point is is that uh, most most all of the other nations, empires, imperialistic uh, uh, dictatorships that have existed throughout human existence, human history, right? Cultures that have been built. It was all kind of known territory, hasn't it been? I don't know. Maybe that's where my my theory falls apart. Um, it's it. There's 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 been imperialistic lords that said, "All right, go out there and and you can settle." But then they always kind of bumped into other other people, you know. And they, yeah, they took them over. But then, but the difference is the difference is is that for the last five thousand years, everything has kind of been owned on this earth. And so, if there have been imperialistic mm, things, yeah, but it's been oh, we're gonna take you over. And and America was like, okay. Here's this huge chunk of land that has been a kind of explored, okay? And there's there's 2,000 miles of it. We have explored the first 300 miles, 
in inland, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand miles up and down because mm-hmm. we can go up and down with the boats, but we mm-hmm. were a little scared of going inland. Mm-hmm. And we have have fought off the the imperialistic nation that wanted to found a new nation under its flag. We fought that off. We are creating a new nation with these set of rules. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to start expanding and building this new nation with 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 <laughs> with all of these ideas with grits <laughs> lots and lots of grits true grits <laughs> you seen that movie true grits i ain't seen it yet <laughs> not yet i have plans i have plans to go see true grits <laughs> anyways so they had these plans to like, like settle the rest of this nation mm-hmm. based on and and written down with a constitution that said, "Look, we believe in freedom. We believe in these things, uh, and 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 that's what we're going to settle this, the rest of this land with." Um, so even though the people that had kind of settled the the pilgrims had settled the the first thirteen colonies, and they said, "Oh, I don't know, forty acres," and blah, 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 blah. the rest of it. The rest of it was all settled the same way, wasn't it? So yeah. it, it, it's like the Midwest. Okay, oh, some German guy. Oh, well, I just came off the boat, but I'm going to take 100 acres right here in the middle of Madison, and I'll take this, and it'll be mine, and, and I'll grow some hops and make some beer. There's a museum. I don't know. I don't. Where was I even going with that? There's I think a, there's a the America was, a, was settled a little bit differently than, than most of the other nations uh, because it, it was newer. And and there is definitely something to say for for things that are built. I think uh, the the the, the, new, the, the I, I settlers. Know. I like the idea of the grits though. That the was, grits. Thanks, thanks for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, that's the only reason I actually brought that whole uh, thing up because I wanted to say grit meal. Kiss my grit. <laughs> I think the settlers of the new world uh, were more obviously more advanced than settlers of any other culture or land. Oh yeah, so Them settlers I mean, over there didn't have nothing but beans. Well, I mean, they, they could, didn't have no grits. There's a museum in northern Wisconsin. I can't remember where it was. Uh, we were there recently, and they talked about uh, part of the museum was talking about the coexistence of Europeans and Native Americans, and kind of the the tenuous trade agreements that they had. Like they were uh, marginally workable, but but ultimately it turned out that the Europeans were just like, you know, screw you, move, get out of here. We're gonna take what we want. <clears throat> uh, what's my point? Uh, the point is, is that <clears throat> I don't think any other lands were settled uh, or discovered or claimed with uh, shotguns and 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 rifles and horses and people wearing uh, manufactured clothing. Does that make any sense? Because I mean, like, when do you think Spain was founded, or Germany, or there's a, there's Italy. a documentary called Guns, Germs, and Steel. Yeah, but that, that probably pertains more to America than it does to Spain or, or Europe. Um, but it it kind of encompasses all imperialistic tendencies of the human race, and it talks about the uh, the spread of European idea um, in terms of uh, government and and control of the serfdom, the people. And how it spread initially from, of course, Africa came out of Africa, which is kind of a, a, a kind of a crazy thing because it, it comes full circle. 
um, moved into Europe 45, 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, whatnot. Uh, 100,000 years ago? Oh, yeah. Out of Africa? It was like millions, actually a million years ago. Lucy in the Old Ivy Gorge? Sure, they they've that's that's when they kind of, that's when the, the first for, early 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 hominids. Well, yeah, but you're talking about like governments and and um, modern no, ideals. Mm, that's uh, what you started the conversation with. I, I'm talking about European. Sp- you're also talking, I'm talking about, about the spread of the spread of 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 life, uh, of life that that encompasses the the hom the hominid structure. You'll have to listen back to this because you started off talking about. The spread of European guns, glory, guts. And I'm gonna steel. get back to that. I'm gonna get okay. back to that. And governments. The, the 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 early 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 human existence came from Africa. Okay, and it and it did a lot of uh, evolving there, and then it moved up into Europe eventually, mm-hmm. right? And they say the cradle of civilization actually was in Iraq between. The Ur and the and the Mesopotamia River, or, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot the other, the Tigris, the Tigris and the Ur, the Ur is that it? And that was tens of thousands of years ago. Whatever, that's when agriculture was developed and 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 domesticating animals and whatnot. Tens of thousands of years ago, that moved up into Europe. After that, okay, so maybe I jumped the gun there a little bit. Uh, and and um, that's where it kind of took a stronghold because there was good growing seasons. Uh, the people figured stuff out. They started getting technological. They they understood uh, ironworking, but there was also the spread of of humanity into China, and into the Asian uh, area where ten fives of thousands of years ago there was unbelievable technologies. There was mathematics. There was astrology. There was there was metalworking. I played blah. Civilization. I'm aware. Okay, so. Uh, in in Europe, I think uh, where was I going here? I don't know. Oh, okay. So what happened is is Europe uh, when they did start with this government stuff. This this hey, we we have this we we have to spread. We have to well well Rome. You know they were like ah we we have to spread. We have to and Rome was in Italy, which is like right across the Mediterranean to Morocco and down into Africa, back to, back down into Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Basically completing the circle. So they spread and spread and spread, but they couldn't, they never could kind of poke into the dark heart of Africa because it was just too dense and too thick or the Sahara was there. It was, it was kind of crossing the, the, the they, they couldn't cross that. They couldn't get in there and do that. They so then whatever happened there they they kind of died out and but Europe became strong Europe in the in the eighteen hundreds even right they they became strong and they wanted to push down England England became the kind of the powerhouse because it was on an island and it had a lot of strength and it was it was protected they became kind of the 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 band leader the ringleader of right. Europe now hang on let me jump in here by that time most of most of the continent had already been settled Europe. yes yes absolutely. Yeah. All of it. Well, borders have been d- d- decided. Pretty much. And... Yep. The Persians. The right. the. Yep. All of that. Okay. Okay. England was was pretty much the ringleader, the band leader, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they went down into Asia and they took over India mm-hmm. because India didn't have a very strong religious. They had a very strong religious following, but it was kind of a weak religion. They 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 kind of they were easily overpowered because they felt oh my our caste system, you know, tells us that we have to be subservient to the upper caste and so england just kind of walked in there and just waltzed over them all you know i mean they had some fighting about that 
and England tried to push down into Africa again. They tried to push, push, push. They couldn't get anywhere because, and they had their guns at that point. They had guns. They they couldn't they couldn't do it. They couldn't they couldn't fight their way in because Africa was just too dark. It was too there was there was crazy things growing in Africa, and and they they couldn't fight it. They, they they couldn't live there. They they couldn't they couldn't grow their crops. Um, germs germs. Oh, what did they say about about germs? It was germs that that ultimately. Oh my God, I I I can't. I'm trying to like like uh, recreate this entire documentary that I've seen, and I and I can't really do it. But it's a really good documentary, and it talks about imperialism. But um, back to the point of America and 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 uh, expanding across. The, the 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 great open plains over to California. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to blame the pilgrims, but I can't necessarily do that, right? Why? Why can't I do that? Because I still want to. I don't know. You can blame the pilgrims all you want, but I don't think it's going to get you anywhere. No. Hey, you know <laughs> what? Wow. You're damn straight. And that's my problem is that I'm looking for a scapegoat all the time. Yes. And it's ridiculous, and I shouldn't be. Well, there you go. And, all right, so yeah, we you know we so it was it was the uh, the the movie about about dollar bills. I think is, oh, is right, a good right. idea. I don't. Did we ever finish? No, we we need to finish up talking quickly here about uh, the Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, where we all started from here. Right. Uh, I I I enjoyed it. Okay. Kind of, but <laughs> but you started halfway through. I mean, yeah, I did. I think you know that's one of those movies that has has risen to such a cult standing that a lot of people myself included have started reading between the lines and reading subtext and potentially even reading into things that probably don't even exist in the film and so when we talk about it we're like oh there's this brilliant movie night of the living dead it's really about the the human psyche and how they deal with the difficult situation and well i mean that's really what you overthink it yeah yeah and then you but then Maybe for a newcomer who watches, it's just like I, I don't know what's going. It's really loud and clackety, and and there's a lot of inconsistencies. I, well, there's a blonde girl who's just crying, and yeah. then oh yeah, what's up with her? What is that? What, is that Barbara? Who's that mus- muscly truck driver who looks like a grown-up Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, and what's what, he doing? What's like, he doing? oh, I can help. I, I can, can get drive the, key. the truck. I get the key. I mean, why? Why can't? And then, ben- the, and then the truck blows up. Why is Ben sitting there like, well, I really can't handle that truck very well. I mean, it's just a pickup truck. You know, I've seen the movie a few times. And then why doesn't the torch go out? The torch never went out. I, I, that part. A lot I, of good questions. Yeah, they just made a torch out of like a. It was like a like a like a like a like a table leg, and yeah. and they wrapped like a thing around it, and then. Yeah. Well. And then and then actually, what what another thing that confused me was well, are, are go we ahead. Just, are we just picking the movie apart now? Go ahead. I mean, um, we start here. And we're gonna end here. At the end, there were were the you know the good old boys. Yeah. Who came rolling into town and they were taking care of the zombies, knocking them down. They're dead. They're all messed up. But it was like, is that what they said? That's the best line in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I see. I I don't know what I was right, doing thanks. at that point, but one shot in oh, the head, and they were dead. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm sorry, but these zombies are undead. Blah blah blah. But and they were good shots because they're like dead, 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 dead. And when it was like left and right, they just took them down. Really, just one shot in the head, and that was it. That's it. That's all it takes. Wow. Or. Uh, blunt trauma to the head, something to just kind of 
deactivate the brain because the whole idea and that's kind of the thing that I really like about the the storytelling aspect of the movie oh, I is I never caught that. Right, cuz you need to start at the beginning because at the oh. beginning of the movie everything's everything's normal. Uh Johnny and Barbara uh are driving to the to the to the cemetery to visit their their dead Johnny, who's Johnny? Johnny The muscular guy? No, Johnny died very early on in the movie so oh. you didn't get to see him. He comes back as a zombie. You probably saw him but you probably didn't really realize who he was. He has driving gloves because <laughs> the movie was shot in the 60s. And apparently they all wore driving gloves. Anyways, um, well, that was just to differentiate him so you could recognize him. Exactly. Sure. Oh, look at his nice cuticles. Oh, he's got driving gloves. <laughs> Maybe but, he's uh, a driver. He's driving me crazy. Well, he was. You he, drive me crazy with those gloves. It like, was the '60s, and so he was driving the car because I don't think they let women drive the cars in the '60s. Oh, God. yeah, that was before you watch, suffragists. Look, if you watch Night of the Living Dead, there's a lot of kind of like was it Rosa Parks? Women sit over there. No, because. Ben, the black man, was the very strong male lead. Yeah, I know. But anyways. No, I, I I realized that about the women. I was like, what? Yeah. They yeah. were just sitting there like weeping uncontrollably the entire movie. And I was like, and, and that's, oh, the women should come in the basement with me. Yeah. And no, the women should stay up here. The women should come over here. The women should do this. Mm-hmm. And then they would like do a little shot oh. of the women. They're like. Well, you had Barbara who was like catatonic. And then you had muscle, muscly guy's wife who was just like. Whatever you want, dear. You mean I'll the, the, you the brunette? To. The brunette. It was okay. like, whatever you want. Who got stabbed by the little girl? By her daughter. No. No, not her daughter. Well, there was two brunettes. There was Harry's wife who got stabbed by her daughter. And then there was the... Uh, the, the one guy, with the bouffant. Yeah. And she then, got killed somehow, too. I don't remember. Oh, she, oh, ran, she after, got stuck by the zombies. After she ran like, out, she's yeah. like, oh, my God, Johnny just got killed by the... By yeah. The, yeah, anyways. Um, and then when they broke through the window, they grabbed her. And, yeah. Um, but no, that was the blonde. Well, whatever. The blonde got kind of pulled through there. But no, no, the the other brunette ran outside to go save her her boyfriend or her husband or whatever that got blew up in the truck. Who got blew up in the truck? Who got blowed up? Anyways, uh, them good grits. The thing that I like is the kind of the this this thing happened, and there's no like the reason that this is happening is because of X, Y, and Z, and. The reason that they die oh. being killed in the head is because of X, Y, and Z. It's just, no, this crazy thing has happened. And, oh, my God, I just discovered if you shoot them in the head, they die. Let's shoot all of these guys in the head. And it's just, it's... They figured that out and they they showed that in the movie yeah, at some point? The, the fig- in yeah. the beginning? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, and I missed that. So that was like, oh, yeah, that was another... They figured out that if, if like lots of like banging on their head or a shot to the head or something like that would take the zombie out. They don't know why. Uh, but but that's what it the is. The people in the house didn't figure that out, though. They did. Yeah. What? They weren't doing that. They were running away and going. Oh my god! I don't want to see earlier. They didn't really do it so much towards the end of the I mean, movie. At the end, what happened to him then? At the end. But they, earlier they, like, in the movie, out. there was like a couple of zombies that got into the house, and I think Barbara like took a rock and like bashed in. Because Barbara, like before Ben comes in, is all catatonic and freaked out, and like her animal instincts takes over, and she's like, "Well, she beat the shit out of like one zombie, I think." And then kind of like protected herself in the house until Ben showed up. And as soon as Ben showed up, she was just like, uh, and just kind of like fell apart. Oh, gosh. I should. You know what? And honestly, it it occurs to me that I think I've watched that movie before, but from the same point. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. Isn't it weird how things happen like that? I mean, it doesn't mean to, but it's just like, there's a lot of things that happen for me like that. It's kind of like deja vu. It's like things just seem to be sure. a certain way. There are way. certain TV shows or movies that you, you just always can't like, watch the whole thing. Yeah, I've never seen the beginning of this. I've always seen like the first 20 yeah. minutes or the yep. last 40 minutes of it. It's a yep. great movie. Never seen the first 
Even if I rent it, it's like, oh, nope, there's, nope, oops, the (laughs) dishwasher exploded. I got to go clean up the living room. Come come into the living room. It's like, damn it, right at this point. All right, I'm going to start it over. Oh, the washing machine is out of bounds. I got to go down there. Oh, the cat's puking. Oh, yeah. It's just not to be. It's, I, I guess so. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's... I'll have uh, to read the book, maybe. There you go. There's no distractions from that. Uh, I think that'll do it for us this well, week. Well, I feel like I feel like we end... Well, I, I talked into a bunch of dead-end walls and didn't really make a lot of sense. It's okay. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody listening anyways. No, I mean, there's like a guy... If there's anybody listening... Yeah. Did we talk... Uh, did Eric talk himself into a, a, a dead-end corridor? I did. I, I had something to say, but I I couldn't quite get my mind around. I got I have other things. I have a lot of things on my mind yes. right now. Wow. So there you go. But hey, you know what? This was actually not as negative as you probably thought no. it was going to be. Very up. Turned out pretty good. I I hope I hope things you know turn up for me. I hope uh, I hope they get better for everybody. I hope uh, I hope America really pulls <laughs> itself together Just for really God's sake. Turns that turns. Let's turn this country around. We did kind of pull a boner uh, this no, week, but yes. Uh, yes. But I'm bum. <laughs> Don't piss on the uh, on the Senate House floor. <laughs>